Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode, we aim to bring you helpful hints and tips that we hope will help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. I'm a real estate agent. I'm an auctioneer. I've sold over a thousand properties. And today, I share with you my quarter century of experience in the real estate sector so that you can equip yourself with the strategies that are making people tens of thousands of dollars every day on their real estate journey. This episode of the Property Pulse podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Fighting Championship. DFC is returning to the Adelaide Oval on the 1st of August. So fight fans around the country finally have the show they've been waiting for. So fight fans, head over to diamondbackfc.com now to secure your tickets. There are only a few VIP tickets remaining. So make sure you head straight over to diamondbackfc.com right now. Buyers are naturally frustrated by what might be the hardest conditions to ever secure real estate in. There is no doubt this is the toughest market ever in which to be a buyer in real estate. In my 24 years of selling real estate, I've never seen anything quite like it. Scarcity of listings is driving this market more than any other factor, which means opportunities to buy a few and far between. Buying is already a very stressful process, so when compounded by dwindling options and a massive amount of competition, it's easy to see why many have simply shelved their plans. And it's not like renting is any easier an option currently. People that are weighing up whether to buy or rent would notice very similar attendances at opens for rental properties as they are when they go to opens for sale. There are literally lines forming at the front doors of properties open for rent with one property manager recently sharing with me that they had over 50 people in attendance at a rental property in a very average suburb uh, that ordinarily you would say is a low demand area giving you an indication as to how hard it is to find a rental right now. So renting for many would be the fallback plan in between selling and buying a home, but this is as hard as actually buying a place. So staying with family and friends is invariably the only way most are going and able to make that move. Record prices are being achieved now on a weekly basis. This year alone, I've set nine new record prices so far. In some suburbs, there has been over 20% capital growth since Christmas. So what should buyers do right now? Well, number one, they should stretch. Stretch to make it yours. I had an open inspection a few weeks ago and a buyer came through and asked me what the price of the home was. I let her know that the price was 279 to 299 and in jest, she responded, you mean 345,000 then? (laughs) And we both had a bit of a chuckle. Um, But she was uh, not that far wrong as it turns out as the property ended up selling for $317,000 on that day. So any buyer who has been looking for any length of time now understands that getting the property is a priority and not getting it for the right price. Uh, Why am I suggesting for people to stretch and pay whatever it takes? Well, it's not. And you might say, well, that's maybe not financially prudent. Well, if you stretch to buy a home at Christmas time, you would have made nearly 20% by now. So stretching then would have been as scary as stretching now, of course, because back at Christmas, we had no idea that the market was just going to enjoy this 
tremendous run. Now, the momentum in the market now is the same as what it was all the way back at Christmas time. So it stands to reason that prices will continue to move. Now, will it be as dramatic as what we've experienced recently? Only time will tell. So worry less about the asking price and more, and be more concerned with how much you have to spend and how much you like the home. So number two strategy for home buyers is to clarify. Clarify with the agent how they handle the negotiation and the offering process. For instance, if you make an offer um, with me, um, you, you will get a, a final best opportunity to make another offer, but that's not the case with all agents. Now, there is no set standard way for agents to handle the offering process. Uh, and because there is no industry standard and there's no particular process to abide by, um, buyers easily become confused. So clarify with the agent, how is it that they go about the process? If you make an offer now, will you get a chance to make a final and best offer? Is that offer that you're making indeed your final and best? Um, if your offer's not enough, will the agent call you back or just leave you waiting in the wings? At what time frame can you expect to get a response from the agent? Now, all of these are, are really uh, valuable questions to ask. They'll ease your stress throughout the process and help you better position yourself in order to buy the home because increasingly I'm having buyers coming to me saying, well, we put forward a offer. It wasn't our final and best offer. It, we weren't made, made aware that our first offer was going to be our final and best offer. We would have paid another ten dollars to $15,000 more. As it turns out, the property sold for $5,000 more than what we offered, and that vendor missed out. And you know what? That vendor did. All because the agent wasn't clear with the buyers and, because the, and the buyer missed out because they weren't clear with the agent. Number three suggestion is to how buyers can secure properties at the moment. It's, it's having a better bidding strategy or offering strategy. Now I make the example here for auctions. So you know, I call it the blow them out of the water uh, when bidding at auction strategy. So low and active early bidding normally translates to more people being encouraged to bid at the auction, which gives the auctioneer momentum throughout the call and normally results in the best price. Because buyers fear paying too much, they wait for another bidder to set the price, uh, set the pace. Their idea is that by only paying $500 more than what the under offerer was willing to pay, then they can content themselves with having secured good value. This strategy in itself plays into the hands of the agent, the auctioneer. Start it low and watch it grow is an age old adage in the real estate world for very good reason. So. I'm working with buyers to attack the auction on their own terms by blowing most of the competition out of the water by coming in high. There is another saying in real estate, start it high and watch it die. Um, in other words, uh, because too many people are content with letting other people set the pace at auction, if you are determined in the way that you bid, then you will literally frighten others away from the bidding. So a good example of this is, recently I had a client with $800,000 to spend on their next home. Now, uh, they had missed out on several properties um, in the lead up to this particular auction, but this one was very definitely the one. The agent had been quoting low sevens all the way throughout the campaign. Now, it's fair to say that in this market, most agents aren't really on top of values because values are moving much more quickly than agents are able to keep up with. So maybe the agent was trying to be helpful, but was indeed providing a figure that was lower than what the vendor or my clients thought it was worth. So the buyer felt mid to high 700s was more like it, 
um, but they were intent, uh, they had every intention of going all the way to eight hundred thousand dollars to make it theirs. The agent, the auctioneer, had over a dozen bidders registered and would have dearly have loved to have opened the bidding in the mid sixes to build momentum and offer everyone a chance to make a bid. Even in this hot market, no one really wants to open the bidding. So strangely enough, most auctioneers are still greeted with silence when asking for an opening bid or offer at an auction. In that moment of nervous silence where bidders are waiting for someone else to go first, I encourage my clients to come in strong with an offer of $780,000. Now, the crowd gasped. Uh, disappointment filled the faces of many of the aspiring buyers that had registered to bid. The auctioneer was even taken aback and rather than wait to see what another bidder would do, immediately asked if anybody else would offer another $5,000. Now this was an indication that my client was pretty close or over the reserve price and when no bid was forthcoming, the auctioneer asked for another $2,500 and one bidder tentatively and nervously suck up their hand. I suggested my client come back hard on any bidder that made any movement against them with another $10,000. So they did that. Uh, and the one other buyer they were competing against assumed that my client was going to do whatever it took to secure the property and quickly capitulated. So the moral of the story is that they secure the home for $792,500. So less than they were prepared to spend and they killed the competition with a prepared plan and executed it beautifully. Now, you may argue that they paid too much, but the reality is that an inferior offering has since emerged on the same street during the settlement period and sold for even more. So they may have made money on that property and haven't even settled on it yet. So. My hot tips for buyers right now are the following. Stretch, clarify, and blow the other buyers out of the water. This episode of the Property Pulse podcast was brought to you by DFC12. It's at the Adelaide Oval on the 1st of August. If you haven't already done so and you're a fight fan, then you can do yourself no better favor than to head over to diamondbackfc.com and secure your tickets right now. There are but a handful of VIP tickets still remaining. So head over to diamondbackfc.com and secure your tickets today. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Property Pulse podcast. It's an absolute joy to be a host every week. We've now had over 30,000 downloads and it's an absolute joy to be able to uh, bring this podcast to a, a larger and larger audience, seemingly on a weekly basis. So thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe. It helps us out enormously. It also helps you receive notifications of upcoming episodes and lets you know exactly what's going on in the real estate market so that you have all of the helpful hints and tips that you need at your disposal so that you can make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. I'm Dave from Real and I look forward to bringing you more next time.